I just want to take a few moments. You are in the class. I'm in an event. Now what? All right. So if you didn't want to be in this class, you're not going to hurt my feelings. So you can figure out, hey, man, that's where I'm supposed to be. And we can try to help you to get you to where you want to be. Uh, but my name is Lance Perupski. I'm currently the lead pastor of Radiant Life Church in sunny Wads Vegas, Ohio, also known as Wadsworth, Ohio. And uh, I have not, I've been privileged to be there for the last four and a half years as a lead pastor. Um, before that, um, we'll get into a little bit that in a little bit later. But uh, I've had the privilege. My wife is sitting back there in the corner. Uh, we've been married for almost 19 years. Three beautiful daughters. Um, and yes, I, I will have at one point in my life, I will have three teenage daughters all in high school, all at the same time. Yeah, pray for me, would you? <laughs> well, how do we get there? Uh, but I, my wife also serves as the girls' ministry coordinator, director here for the state of Ohio. Uh, I've been in full-time ministry for over 15 years. I was a youth pastor, I was a full-time associate pastor, and now a full-time lead pastor. I've had the privilege of serving in the Ohio Ministry Network with the Student Ministries Department. Uh, I have survived three DYDs uh, and had the privilege of serving on some type of event committee or staff for over 10 years. I'm not an expert. I don't have a doctorate in events. And now if you show up, this is what's going to happen. It's always going to be great. Thousands of people are going to get saved. Nothing like that. I have made my fair share of mistakes, probably more than I'd like to admit. Any of you have ever been to an event and made a mistake? Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, planned this men's ministry event. Um, this leader is like, hey, this is going to be great. And we had a great show. We had a great turnout. Uh, we, we just went and played laser tag. A bunch of men in the church just went and played laser tag. There's like 26 guys who show up. And so we take the church van, and it just started snowing because we're in northern Ohio. It started snowing. I'm like, ah, oh, this ain't bad. Well, afterwards, I'm like, hey, who wants to go and get some wings? So I called some places that were right across the street from where we're at. They're like, oh, it's like an hour and a half wait. All right, well, that's not going to work. So there was a place that was probably 15 minutes away, but it was good food. So I said, who wants to go there? Great. Well, I get in the church van. I'm driving the church van. The church van is full of all these guys. I'm like, all right, this is fine. The road's snow covered. You couldn't see anything. I'm like, it's not that big a deal. It's going to stop. We're only supposed to get like an inch of snow. It's probably what's on the ground. So we drive there. We finally get there, pull in. We're there for like two hours, and then it's time to leave. It never stops snowing, right? So my mistake was I should have, when I walked out the door, going... It looks a little bad. You know what? Let's just not go get food tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll get dinner together as a group of men some other night. But I didn't. I was like, no, we're going to do this. We're men. We learn to drive in snow. This ain't a big deal. So I am in a church van full of guys. And I am leading the way down a highway doing 25 miles an hour to try to get back to. It's right outside of Akron. Can't see anything. I'm, I'm turning on my brights, messing with the guys, going, you know, Star Wars. I mean, you can't see nothing. You can't find the exit ramps, the entrance ramps. There's semis pulled over everywhere. There's semis buried and red. Whose idea was this? <laughs> Whose brilliant idea was it to go get chicken, chicken wings from Quaker State in the middle of a snowstorm? <laughs> that was mine. So we get, to, we get to where we need to go. We finally get off. It took me five, we're, we're in a temporary facility, it took me five times to get up this hill in our church van, burning the tires like this, backing up into the middle of the road, trying to get back up, finally get up, get a park. I was like, we're good. They were like, dude, that was some good driving. I'm like, yeah. I just had three heart attacks on the way here, but that was some good driving, right? What I should have done is just not have, went out to eat. So we all make mistakes. We're at an event, we make mistakes. That's a part of life. We have to learn from those mistakes. 
But before we jump into the practical, because I'm a practical guy, I move this podium back because I can't stand in one spot. I like to get out. I like to talk and, and use my hands. Before we jump into the practical side, I want to I make this statement. This is probably the most important statement that I'm going to make this morning, and it's this. The purpose of an event is not so you can go to an event. The purpose of any event, whatever you, whether it's girls ministry, Royal Rangers, student ministry, men, women, whatever it is, the purpose of the event is not to go to an event. So you all came down here as, as leaders in a church, whether it's, again, any type of ministry within your local church, and you're at an event. But if the purpose of this event is just so you can come to an event, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. Because what you use as your filter for your purpose for that event is what you're going to get out of it. You get, you get out of it what you put into it. So if the purpose today is for leadership development. So my goal today in being here in this place is for me to develop in my leadership skills in any area of ministry in which I serve. That's your heart. That's your intention. Because once you know the purpose, once you, once you know why you're there, you can be intentional with why you're there. But you have to be intentional. So if you go to an event and the purpose of that event, so in student ministry realm, you can do an event and you're like, man, this is just attractional. We want to just see as many teenagers as we can possibly come to this laser tag event. And there is, we're not doing outreach. It's not outreach. It's not, it's not evangelism. We're not going to go on this trip. The only purpose of this event is to attract students. Then that's the purpose of the event. And so when there's students of all kinds, you're like, hey, this is awesome. This is what the purpose of this event was. Now I can be intentional because I know the purpose. So you have to figure out the why. The why is the most important thing you can do. So give me, give me an event that you attended. Okay, Teen Girl Conference. The purpose of it, see, I can do this. this is nice when it works out this way. What was the purpose of Teen Girl Conference, Miss Teen Girl? <laughs> Okay, so the purpose of Teen Girl Conference is to help teen girls figure out their identity in Christ. So now when you're going, it's, man, I, get, I have an opportunity to help young ladies discover their identity in Christ. Doesn't that sound like, man, that's, that's the event I want to go to, right? But it's not an event. Why am I going? Why am I giving up my time? Why am I giving up my energy? Now you can be purposeful, very intentional of helping those teen girls discover their identity in Christ. That takes on a whole new realm of, it's just an event. We're going to go hang out. We're going to chill. We're going to relax. Well, if that's your purpose, great. But why are we doing what we are doing? What's another event that you've recently went to? Okay, church camp. Why do you go to church camp? Why do parents spend hundreds of dollars to send their kids to church camp? Remember, I have three. Rekindle their spirit with God? How many students have you ever heard or talked to that, that received their call into the ministry? Been filled with the Spirit at a church camp? Had, had an amazing experience, an encounter with God at an altar? If that's the purpose, yeah, they're going to do some fun things and they do some crazy games that are really fun and I love the game. I'm, those are cool. But that's not the purpose. So if you are there as a, as a leader, you're there with kids or you're there with students and you're at church camp, I'm not, there just, I'm not there just to play the games. I'm there to invest in their lives. Because God's going to mess them up in an awesome way tonight at the service and at those altars. That's why I'm here. 
That's why I'm here for them. See how that begins to create? It's not an event. It's, a, it's an intentional, purposeful atmosphere for you to engage and invest in whyever you're there. So that's the first thing that we've got to do is we've got to know, man, why are we there? And so today as we go through this, I'm going to break this in three separate structures. One is pre-event. What do we do pre-event? What do we do while we're at the event? And then what do we do post-event? Because all those are, are important questions. What are we going to do before we get there? And if you are a leader of an event, there's some things that can, can really help you in this manner. And the first thing is you've got to be organized. Be organized. If you're leading an event, be organized. And however you want to be organized. So I tell people, you don't have, there isn't, well, this works, this is how we do it. Find something that really works for you, but be organized. Use binders. There's, I love binders. I have more binders than I know what to do with. Because, oh, this is an event. This is what I'm doing. Everything I need is in here. There's, there's a table of contents I can flip through. I can find any information that is needed. And it's helpful because it's all in one location. And there may be times you need it. So for my binder, what I do is I have it in there. I have all the parent uh, release forms and medical release forms. Because you, you may have never been on an event where you need one. Or maybe you're at an event where you needed one. So I go to an event. I, I was fine arts a number of years ago. I'm youth pastor. And this, this kid starts having coughs uncontrollable. Like panic. He thinks he's dying. Get him in the car. We take him to the hospital. We get him to the hospital. And they're like, we can't do anything. I'm like, well, I have his medical release forms. They're like, well, that's great. I'm glad you have those. Because now we can punch all his information and all his health insurance information. But unfortunately, we're still not going to help him until we've talked to a parent, even though you have that right. Oh, on our medical release forms, our parents' cell phone numbers. Call the parent. Hey, Mrs. Mrs. So-and-so, we have your son here. There's a youth pastor here. Yes, whatever that youth pastor says, please treat my son. Until we get there, he is that figure. Please treat my son. Everything you do, great. Took him right back in, treated him. Now, what happens if I didn't have those forms? I look like, you know, the stupid guy in the room. And then it's a two-hour drive to get to where they had to be. And what if it wasn't, thankfully it wasn't nothing serious, but what if it was? And then two hours, that kid never would have been treated. Well, I don't know the parent's number. Who can I get the parent's number from? But instead, why? Because there's organization. And organization is a key. So be, be intentional. But there's a reason also to be an organized is because when people are showing up to your event, that's an oppor- or to that gathering, before you ever get in a church van, that's an opportunity for you to connect with them. As a parent, if I'm dropping my kids off at the church and things are going on, I don't want to see the leader trying to play catch-up, making photocopies. I want the leader standing outside. Kids, it's so good to see you. Man, students, oh, man. So when it's a men's ministry event, I'm there early. Everything's ready to go. The church van is running. And I'm waiting. Why? The guys are coming. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. You're going to go down today. Uh, You know, just talking trash. Because I want to engage with them. But if I'm busy playing catch-up and I'm not organized, and then we leave late, we have a struggle. And so be organized, however that's going to look for you. Keep, make sure you're keeping records of who's going, and, and we're going to get to why that's so important. Because, number one, if you don't keep records of who's going, you may leave somebody. Anybody ever left church or somewhere early, and you didn't have everybody who was coming, and someone was ten minutes late, and you left? Yeah, I, I've never done that, um, but I've seen it happen. They called up, and they called me, they're like, dude, the church van's gone. I don't know. Let me find out. Um, I didn't have their name written down. So I thought I had everybody. Yeah, can you turn around and go get them? Right? And so we want to have that. We want to know their names. We want to know who's going to be there. 
So pre-event, you want to be organized. The second thing you want to do pre-event is ask the leader what is the purpose. Ask the leader what the purpose is. So if you're going on a youth event, ask your primary youth leader, what is it that you want to see accomplished over this REACH conference, over this youth convention, during fine arts, during camp, girls' ministry, I'm taking girls to a girls' retreat. Ask your girls' ministry leader, what is it that you want to see accomplished? If you are the primary youth leader, call, the, call Nate Ortiz, our district youth director. Call Nate, I'm getting ready to bring 25 kids to REACH. What is the purpose? Tell me your heart for this event. Because that's what I want to get into these students. I want to get the heart. I want to get the reason why we're here. Because once you know, again, the reason why, once you know the why, you're able to invest in their life. You can pour into it, but you've got to know why. And with that communication, then there's that, man, I'm, I'm connecting with them. Because so, we're in this together. Whether you're just a volunteer, or you're the primary paid person, I know it's together. It's not separate. We're there to assist one another, build each other up. And so when you know the purpose of what their heart is for the event, then obviously you can steward that and push into that. So it's really important to connect with that leader and to know the purpose. And then lastly, pre-event, is communicate clearly with excitement. Right? Communicate clearly with excitement. Why you want someone to be there. In our church, we have a, uh, we've developed a six-week timeline from early bird deadline because I don't like paying late fees. So we will never miss an early bird. To say, well, no, we got time. No, what's the early bird deadline? Because that's the one we're not missing. I'm not paying five extra dollars for nothing, right? So we're early bird. So we do a six-week six timeline pre-event of this is what's going to happen. Now, it's crazy. But you got to hear me on this. On that timeline, because we already talked about it, what's, what's the, uh, why is there a hashtag, you know, the pound symbol? Um, when we communicate, know your audience and who you're communicating to. So on our six-week timeline, there is a, a flyer slash information sheet that goes out. How many of you have ever given a flyer to a kid, to a student, and it never got to mom or dad? You made the flyer, and it's your kid, and it still never got to mom or dad. Like, dude, they handed these out. Where are they? I don't know. You go in the car. You're looking. Oh, it's underneath the seat. That's thanks. Appreciate that, right? So as parents, you're like, I don't get this. I don't get these things mailed to me or sent to me. Why? Well, they all go out. So if your only form of communication is, I'm, I hand things to your kids. I'm sorry. It's not my problem. Well, it can be our problem. So in our six-week timeline, we do something that's handed to kids, handed to parents. We use this thing called email still. Right? And so we will email, create a database. We email that same information out to parents. Then a few weeks later, we use this thing called social media. And we use Facebook, and we use Twitter, and we use Instagram. And then we put that same information on social media. And then we use this archaic thing called a church bulletin that no one reads, but we still hand them out. We just designed a whole new one. And at the end of it, we went, we just spent an hour evaluating the most important thing to put in a church bulletin. The question we should have been asking ourselves, will that change anyone actually reading this thing? I don't know, but we're doing it anyway. So then it goes in the church bulletin. Same information. So what we've done is we've said every generation has got all the same information. Whether you like it, hard copy, whether you like it email, whether you like it social media, whether you like to see it on a church bulletin. Everybody is now in the loop. 
And so when it comes time for the event, they're going, oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what's happening. I know exactly what time we're leaving, when we're getting there, when we're stopping for lunch, why they need the money they need, where it's going to, what time we're coming back, what items are needed for this event. But again, it didn't matter if it was hard copy to social media. Everybody has the same content. And the reason for that is because not everybody has an email. We have people who volunteer in our church they don't have an email. Now, I could be annoyed going, catch up. Like, that's 20 years ago. Or we take what's in that email and we copy it really hard to do, you know, with the little mouse. And then we paste it into Word and then we print it. And then we actually use mail. And we mail the same information to that person's house. That was an email. Why? Because I'm not, I, I could demand you get an email or I could love you intentionally where you're at. And if it takes five minutes of my time to help you to be together, then that's what I'm going to do. But that means we have to be willing to communicate. And communicate with excitement. Man, as a leader, if you're going to an event, I know this. If you're excited about going to an event, you're going to bring people with you. If you don't want to be at that event, why does anybody else want to be at that event? I, I want to go somewhere when I'm... Oh, not again. Do you know, Reach Conference last year, that was terrible. I don't know why we're going. Why do we waste our money? Why does anybody want to go to Reach Conference? But if you're promoting it and you're passionate about it, you're excited about it, you're going to bring people with you. So that's, that's pre-event. Any other things that you, you, right off the top of your head, you're thinking pre-event, this is something I've done that all of us could benefit from. Enough of me talking. What do you got? What can you do pre-event? Sometimes it's not the individual information that you need. Sometimes they actually just need that motivation like, oh yeah, that actually looks really cool. Or I want my daughter to go to that and I haven't heard about it. Um, That's good. So I know just personally from leading that event, we've gotten calls from parents who have seen it from people sharing it and not anybody affiliated with the church. And I personally connect with people. Well, I know that there are people going from this church. Here's your contact person. So it actually would help your local ministries um, at times as well. That's good. So just sharing videos. Promote, promoting what's already been given to you, the resources that are available. That's good. What else? What can you do pre-event? Pray about it. God usually uh, Yeah. Prayer. Saturate everything you do in prayer. If we believe that God answers prayer, then why wouldn't He answer the prayer for that purpose of that event? God, I pray that you, you would speak to fill in the blank to their hearts, to their lives. Men's it sounds crazy, right? So that men's ministry thing I was saying, laser tag, you don't need to pray over laser tag, right? There's, there's no, no. Prayed over it, 26 guys show up. And we're not a large church, it's a small church. 26 guys showed up. Four guys showed up to this event that have never walked through the doors of a church before. I was like, this is awesome. Had opportunities to connect with them. And the one was like, man, he just, my brother in law, he wanted to, I've been asking him, he won't come to church, but he said he'd come to this. So we had church right there and just conversations. He knows who the pastor is, he knows who some of the men are. That, that church doesn't have to be boring, right? But that was saturated in prayer. Pray. Pray without ceasing, right? Almost sounds like it'd be biblical. <laughs> so pray, yeah. What else can we do pre event? 
go to every that's in your church and invite them personally. That's good. Because I know you can have an event, you can put it in all those things, but some families don't come to church or they don't, you know, all the time. And then those extra youth, they're getting lost because they're not connected. And I think it's very important, whatever event, you know, that you approach them. Yeah. That's good. Did you now? Did you feel guilt, like guilt ridden, to be there because they begged you, or did you want to be here? See the difference. Jerk. No. But don't guilt them. That's what I'm talking about. You're communicating it so passionately that other people are like, I want to go to that too. That's awesome. Yeah. Personal invite. It's hard to tell somebody no to their face. Everybody can ignore an email or social media. I mean, we do it every day, right? But when someone's just looking dead set in your eyes, going, man, bro, I believe in you. I know those events can change your life. You think? Yeah. God's, God's got big things for you. You can be the next. You could be the next president of the United States. I tell kids all the time, you could be the next president. They're like, nah. Yeah. The speaker this morning, how he called out his youth pastor. Jeff Lee called out his youth pastor. I've been friends with his youth pastor for years. That kid was a junior high little pipsqueak. He 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 walks up to her and he says, "Listen, I know the message you preached, and this is exactly what you preached the day that God changed my life forever." He goes, I still use that same sermon. I was like, you should ask for kickbacks for that one, right? But that's what I'm saying. You have an opportunity. It could be that event, that moment that God radically changes someone's life. They're called into full-time ministry. They're the next neurologist. They're the next surgeon. You name it, they could be that for the glory of God. And why? Because you invested in their life. And sometimes it takes that personal invitation. Judy, what do you think pre that? What else can you do? Mm-hmm. Because we don't, we always do the early bird. Yeah. You know. So financially, be thinking about how can we, how can we orchestrate this? Now I said we're a smaller church, and um, we sent twenty-something kids to camp, kids camp and junior high camp, combined camp last year. Um, each parent paid twenty-five bucks. Because what we did as a church, because this is my heart, connect with your lead pastor, and it may not be, and it's okay. Don't be mad. At I know the potential that camp has. And so the church budgets 100 bucks per kid to go to camp out of our general fund budget. And I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to say it. Then we do giant fundraiser. We don't do a lot of fundraisers, but we do one for that event because we know that event alone has the potential to radically change. It's a full week. We're not a 24-hour event. We're talking a full week of getting someone to, to a place where they have that encounter with Christ. So financially, be thinking about how do we steward? How do we resource I don't want to leave a kid at home. I don't want to leave a kid at home. What else? Pre-event. One thing that we do for like uh, to help save up money for campus, we'll work for people through our church. Yep. Work money that way. Yeah, you got. And here's the deal: if you work for something instead of getting it for free, you have you have something invested. If you have something invested, it has that potential. All right. So great things pre-event. Now you get to the event. Now what? 
We're here, right? We're at Trinity. What are we supposed to do? We're at, we're at Girls Retreat. We're at Royal Ranger Powwow. We're, you fill in the blank. I'm, I'm at the Women's Time Apart. I'm at Men's Game Day. What am I supposed to do now? Engage. Engage. Be all there. These are great devices, right? These are great devices. When you get to an event, put it away. Put it away. Because, I mean, you're at an event, you have 10 students around you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be all there. You can be present and not present. But be present in the moment. Put the phone away. If it's an emergency, how many know they'll keep calling or they'll keep texting? Right? They will get a hold of you. Put it away. Be all there. Make eye contact. Engage with them. Because here's the deal. At an event, not everyone wants to be there. Right? You'll take students. You'll, take, you'll have leaders. You'll have girls, kids, whatever. Not everybody wants to be there. As a lead pastor, I know that on a Sunday morning that there are people in the church that day that don't want to be there. <laughs> they don't say it. They show it. You know what I mean? And they always sit like in the front row. <laughs> You're that miserable, why? No, you know what I mean? But here's the deal, we want them there. But they don't want to be there. They don't want to go to camp. I don't want to go to my parents are making me go to camp. I hate camp. By the end of the week, I love camp. It's the best. I'm so happy my parents beat, I mean, told me that I needed to be here. But not everybody wants to be there. So you engage, you find those ones that seem disconnected. Find those ones you can see that don't want to be there. Either parents made them, they're, they're, man, friends suckered them into it, like, this is a really cool event, it's church, man, it's fun. And then they show up and they're like, oh. We had an event, no joke, our student ministry went to Reach Conference. There was a girl there, never been to church, never been to anything like this, just mad, wanted to go home the whole time. And acting out in a way that you wanted to send her home. Right? Event's over, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, post-event. They're in the church van, and they're just having dialogue this girl begins to open up and how what this event had meant to her. And she was an atheist. And she really feels like there is a God now. But an atheist to a church event, that's awesome. But her mind was being changed. Hated it. Hated everything about that event. Complained about everything the whole time. But at the end of the day, God was still speaking. If God is not big enough to speak into someone's life, then why are we all even here? Right? Surely He's big enough to just speak to one person. If He knows all seven billion of us on planet Earth by our name and the hairs on our head, surely He could just speak to one of us. But are we engaging with those students? Are we, are we engaging during our worship time? Are we engaging during the prayer time? And there's no greater sense of joy for me when, when uh, so I had my little daughter uh, next to me and I'm worshiping and I look over and she's like this. I'm like, yes. I feel like the best dad in the world. You know, why? Because she's seen what worship looks like because I've modeled it. I've engaged. But if I said that, like, if, if this is me doing worship, who wants to worship? I want to be there. But if you engage with your with students, girls, world rangers, whatever it is, the men, men, that's an event right there. You go to men's game day and they, you take some of them hard men that never been to anything like that before and you just begin to be vulnerable and engage during the worship and during the prayer time, they'll come with you. They'll come with you. But be, have that, that moment to engage. 
The second thing while you're at an event is have fun. Have fun. And I know that you're like, well, that was pretty. I showed up to class for you to tell me to have fun. That's brilliant. <laughs> you're thinking rocket science. <laughs> but here's the deal. You just need to have fun. You need, they need to see it. If you're, if you're leading kids, you're leading, you, you need to have fun with them. Even the adults. You say, let your hair down. Have fun with them. I was a, I had the privilege of leading a student ministry and we were at Fine Arts. And so we're actually down here in the Columbus area staying in a hotel. And one of the ladies that was chaperoning for the event, she was probably 55 at the time. Um, yeah, someone needed to tone her fun down a little bit, all right? <laughs> so, no joke. Girls' room, guys' room. She's like, hey, why don't you guys come on over? We just want to talk about what the day's going to look like tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, so we walk, and we, we can knock on the door. We're like, oh, it's open. Come on in. And I was like, you know, because I'm, so I'm like, all right, guys, go on in. And all of a sudden, I hear, ah! This lady brought silly string for every girl present. And as the boys walked through, it was an all-out assault in this, in this hotel room, right? And so next thing you know, I'm running out, and I'm shutting the door. And, th- and then I peek in, and people are running in. And it's like, ah! Stuff's going everywhere, and then we run out. Right? All of a sudden, you get the knock on the do- hotel room door. Wait, who's in charge? She is, not me. I'm just... <laughs> Why do you do that? And so we're like, oh, man. Then the phone rings. It's a hotel desk. And uh, I'm not mocking him, but he, was, he, he just, he goes, you, you, people come in, people come out. Stop with people come in, people come out. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, that's totally my fault. Um, anything, my apologies. I didn't mean to disrespect you, your hotel, or anybody. But it won't happen again. Put the phone down. I was like, you really can't do it. And we really didn't want to. And we cleaned every ounce of silly string off of every curtain and every bedspread in that joint. We did. We picked it all up because don't be that person either that trashes it and expects somebody else to do it. So we did. But, man, I'll tell you this to this date. These students that were there with me at that moment, that was 11 years ago, still to this day talk about it. They still talk about it. Do you remember? You remember when Sydney brought that silly string and then the hotel desk and they were like, people come in, people come out. And we are like, ah, go away. Oh, got fired. That was awesome. Good job, guys. Uh, you know what I mean? But it was... Why? Because she was 55. And I'm not saying it, it, age... You, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're still allowed to have fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy the presence while you're there. Enjoy the company while you're there. Have fun while you're doing it. Because as, as believers, sometimes we get lumped into that category. We get that label that Christians are boring. We're not boring. Man, we have the Savior of the world living inside of us. Man, how exciting is that? Right? So have some fun while you're at an event. Another thing that we can do while we're at an event is participate. Participate. Now engaging is that conversation, that intimate looking people in the eyes and being all there. Participating is, is something a little bit different. Because at Teen Girl, the conference, and I was there, so I got to experience it. They were doing some late-night activities and doing some dances. And then I saw some people that should never dance. Right? We've all seen that kind of person. Um, no one in this room, right? But they were up there, and they were doing the dance, and, you know, right foot, right stop. You know, and they're, they're, they're dancing, and they're having fun, and they shouldn't have been, but all they were doing was participating. Because at the end of the day, whether it's men, women, boys, girls, it doesn't matter. They just want to be with you. And you need to participate. You don't have to be the most athletic to get out onto the field with them. They don't care if you stink. 
Because ultimately, if you're working in student ministry, they're going to they're gonna laugh at you whether you participate or you don't, right? So just get out there and do it. Participate with them. They want you to be invested with them and involved in what's taking place. So participate. Not only can we participate, build off the momentum of what's happening while you're at that event. Build off that momentum. So I want to. Sh- I want. I'll give you an example of what that looks like. What do you guys think about this quote it's from Jeff Leak from this morning? He said, "You can't move toward who you want to be until you are honest about who you are." What do you guys think about that? What does that mean to you? I didn't say it. Somebody else said it. I thought it was genius. Right? But now I'm engaging with you. I'm, I am bringing you in. I'm using what somebody else said. The momentum of the moment. Because that guy was good, right? He, he, he's a great communicator and he brought you in in the stories and he made some jokes and then he picked on the church and we love when somebody else picks on the church and not us, right? And so he brought you in but he said something very profound. So now I'm going to build off that momentum. What did he mean by that? And it doesn't matter whether you have five-year-olds at an event or 85-year-olds at an event. Build off the momentum of what was already given. Build off of it. Take notes. Man, that was so good. That was so good, man. I hope, I hope the teens were listening. I hope the girls were listening. I hope the Royal Rangers, I hope they really got that when we were talking that. But if they didn't, that's okay. Why? Because I'm going to build off of it. So my group, my people that I'm with, the people in my room, the people in my hotel room, whatever it is, I'm going to build off of what they just experienced. Because it's momentum. I'm going to ride that because maybe this is, this is a moment, a God-ordained moment. And I'm going to use that as that catalyst. You know, that's that catalyst right there that may be the turning point, that pivotal moment, that defining moment in that person's life. But it wasn't me that invested. How many know that's Okay. Right? You don't, my wife talked about it in a session she just did. You don't have to be the man or the person. Like, well, oh no, this is, if it's not me, I mean, somebody else just prayed with them to receive Christ. Oh, how great is that? Man, I'm so grateful that person just surrendered their life to Christ. And somebody that, complete stranger, just let them. That's phenomenal. I hope, you know what though? I'm going to bring them alongside. I got a Facebook message from someone the other day. He said, hey, listen, I've been praying for a coworker, and they, they found, I, I had the privilege right at work to be, and pray with them to receive Jesus. They live in your city. So I told him, they need to go to your church. Awesome. He goes, so this is what I'm doing. I've reached out to them. I've told them about Christ. They've, I've prayed with them. You get to disciple them. Here's their name. Here's, they're they're going to come to you. They're going to approach you. I told them what you look like. I told them, you know what I mean? I, awesome. Bring them. He could have said, no, 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 wait, I prayed with you, you have to come to my church. I know it's a 45 minute drive for you, but it's the only church that will disciple you properly. Because there is not another church in any other city that will do what we do. There are plenty of other healthy, even non, non-assembly of God churches, see I covered the microphone around once I can that will get it, that get it right, that have great discipleship. It's okay. Because at the end of the day, we're about kingdom, right? We're about kingdom. I'm not going to stand before Jesus and be like, you know what? You did such, you personally, you were the best disciple I've ever seen, ever. And you're the only one who ever did it right out of everyone who's ever come. 
I want to hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. Right? And so it's important to build off momentum. Another thing we can do at the event is to... Oh, and I just lost my notes. They went bye-bye. It's okay, we'll get them back. Maybe we won't. That's okay. Sure, open it up. I only got one more point, so we're good. Backup plan is make others feel valuable. Make them feel valuable. How are you investing in them? So when I took I take men to game day, men to game day, I make. This is gonna sound stupid. The men enjoy these things too. I make goodie bags for them all. Put bottles of water, Gatorade, beef jerky, gum, and mints to offset the beef jerky. Uh, ear- <laughs> I put earplugs. Every event I go to with men, I put earplugs in their bag. Because I don't want to hear it. I need some sleep. And then I found out I snore. I'm like, oh. But I'm, I make a little gift bag. Wow, what am I telling them? Guys, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. And here's some snacks, bag of chips, some Snickers bars, a little beef jerky. Man, I just wanted to bless you. I'm giving them value. Make people feel valued. Invest in them while you're there. Um, and then this is the last thing for the event. And this, this may come across a little rough, and I, I hope it doesn't. You are not there to hang out with your friends and to ignore the people that you are with. A pet peeve of mine, when I was a youth pastor, would go to these events, and I would see youth pastors leave their students and hang out with each other and ignore the people that they brought. And I'd be like, no, no. They'd be like, hey, no, I'm good. i got students to hang out with. If I get, I, how often do I really see them other than for an hour and 15 minute, hour and a half gap bridge on a Wednesday night? There are 168 hours in a week, and I get them for two. So for the other 166 hours, I don't see them. So if I'm going to give up my time and my energy and be away from my wife and my kids, then I'm all in. I, I can connect with you because I know how to drive a car, and I can connect with you any other time or pick up my phone or reach out to you some other moment. But in this moment with this group, I want to be all in. So spend time with the group that you brought. Don't just go and hang. Oh, I'm going to go hang. I'm going to do my own thing over here. No, invest in the group that's with you. Everything you have. So that's why you're at the event. Couple quick things post event. Use the van ride whenever possible. Right? How many of you serve in churches with longer drive than an hour outside of Columbus? Right? So the network, Columbus is central, so most of the events here are in what? In Columbus. And so if you live outside, it's going to be a drive. You, that van ride. It can do one of two things. It can make you never want to take kids in a van again. <laughs> right? That's usually on the way there. <laughs> or it can be the, one of the most intentional times you have as a leader is post-event. 
What am I saying? I, I, I would, remember how he said about right questions, asking the questions? I would be intentional. You know, they get tired, and after then, you know, everybody's tired because you get it all, you stayed up way too late, you know. I would say, hey, guys, and this is every event, men, women, it didn't matter. Any event I lead, I say, tell me something, tell me one thing that God did in your life this weekend. Tell me just one thing that what God did in your life. And, you know, you get the junior high student who's like, it's awesome. <laughs> cool. You want to elaborate like anything else? No, it's just awesome. Okay, perfect. Moving on. Man, you know what I mean? It's okay. Don't shame them or guilt them. Like you got to, no, we need a dissertation from you, young man. No. Ask them, what is something that God did in your life? Now, okay, now that they began talking, what's something you wanted to see accomplished in your life? Did you, did you see that happen this week? Well, now, what are you going to do with what you just received? Because events aren't meant to be roller coasters. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you don't go to one and, like, you get all a guy and you're like, ah, I'm going to take on hell with a squirt gun. Like, you know, like, this is crazy and I'm so excited and then it's going to fade away because the event's over and my church, my church, my pastor doesn't preach like that guy that just preached to me and that guy was good. Or the worship team in my church does not sound like one church. Right? Like, one church, they burn. And, and so now it comes down and you're like, okay, reality. No. Let's hear, build, and just keep building. Not... Like this. Use the church van. Use that as a post-event opportunity to connect with. What did God do? How are you now going to use what you just received to impact your schools, your cities? What's it going to be like at home? Use that. So the men's event, I was like, men, how are you now going to be a better spouse? It makes the single dudes in the van like, ooh. But here's what I do with the single guys. Single guys, one day you will be married. Hopefully. Right? How are you going to treat your spouse because of what you just learned right now? Oh man, I think I could, yeah, start practicing it now. Before you're in, standing before someone when it's too late. Practice now. See what I mean? You've got to make those connections post-event. Use the van ride. And then post-event, you have follow-up. How are you going to follow up? Follow-up, use social media, write a letter. I know that sounds crazy. Writing a letter. Yeah, right. What? Do you know how, when it's my kid's birthday, do you know what every single one of my kids ask me? Did I get mail today? Did I get mail today? No, 300 people posted on your Facebook wall, happy birthday. Did I get a letter? Did anybody send me a card? It still works. And my kids will run to the mailbox and they're like, oh, look, I got a letter! And then they want to know, is there any money in this letter? <laughs> right? Follow-up. Be intentional with your follow-up. Man, it was so great having you. Oh, God, what God started in you is just the beginning of what He's going to see fulfilled in your life. Post things about it on social media. And if you're, if you're over top of children's ministries, let parents know what happened at the event. Share with the parents. As a parent, I want to know. I want to know. What did my kid learn? What did they experience? What did they say? If they got in trouble, I want to know that too. But, like, tell me what happened. I want to know these things. So share it. Send thank yous. If you're not the primary leader, send thank Or if you are the primary leader, send thank yous. Send thank yous. And thank you so much for coming and being a volunteer. Thank you so much for, for making that. It means a lot. Because what you're saying is, I value you and what you did. 
you know, the little old lady who makes cookies for your student ministry. Send her thank yous. You know what she's going to do? She's going to keep making you cookies. Right? Because she has value. Our conversation with, I, I have this, this older couple in our church. They're 84 years old. Um, I love them. I haven't been able to get out to church much. And it hurts them. Because they were the couple, she taught Sunday school for 47 years straight without a break. Non-stop. What age? Three and four year olds. Woo! Now they can't do that. They're physically unable. And it breaks their heart. So what do we do? We try to engage them in other ways. Dude, if you need prayer, you pick up the phone. They don't have a cell phone. They still got rotary dial. You pick up the phone and call them. I guarantee you this person will pray and intercede on your behalf. God's not done with you yet. You may not be able to teach, but you can pray, right? Yep. If you have a prayer need, I want you to call so-and-so. Give them value, but invest in them. And so it's so important post-event to do follow-up. And then lastly, and then we'll get some Q&A. After an event, evaluate. Evaluate. Ask the question, what went right? I do that, and always start with that one. What went right? What went well? In our church, we do this thing called the win wall. Every week, we, we write on this wall, man, what went well this week? How did we invest in someone's life? What, maybe it was something great. We're in a building program. And so on the wind wall, hey, we poured concrete today. That's a win, you know, because it's freezing outside. And so we do all these things. And we're, why? We're celebrating. We're creating a culture, an atmosphere that doesn't mind celebrating what God is doing. Small to huge. Oh, man, we had... We, had, we did nursery training this week and we had all but two of our leaders show up. Oh, that was so awesome. That's a win. That's a win. But celebrate that. Evaluate what went well for your event and then ask, what can we do better? What can we do better? And take notes. I found myself in positions where I'm like, oh yeah, what can we do better next year? And then you forget to write it all down and then next year happens and then you make the same mistake the following year. Take the notes, write it down so then next year you're like, now I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. You know, uh, at camp, um, my wife was very intentional. Remember I said ask people, ask the leader purpose. So she had never been a counselor at camp before and she was going down and so she called and she said, what's expected of me as a counselor? Well, here's some things that you need to do. Oh, by the way, um, as team leader, you're going to want to make sure that you have material and stuff to make a flag because it's kind of a big deal at high school camp, junior high camp, and the leader gets the flag and the pole and waves it around, you know, acts like an idiot. Uh, so we're going to need you to do that. She didn't make that call. She would have never known. And she had been the leader. I don't have supplies to make a flag. Instead, she came down with the supplies to make the flag. But every year, do you know what she didn't forget now? Supplies to make a flag. Because you evaluated. What, did I, what could we do better? What did I learn from that event because just don't go with the same oh well next year you know if we get one more kid or, or we'll do the same thing that we've always done and we'll get the same results bless God get something more out of it by evaluating alright so that's pre-event event post-event lots of vomit spewed alright so you take any nuggets that you heard you can use them pick them apart what kind of questions we got or maybe worded this way. What is it that you wanted to learn maybe that I didn't cover? Something that you're hoping to hear today? What can I do as a student to help out with stuff like that? Oh, man. You're the man right there. That, yeah. Go to, go to your youth pastor, your volunteer leaders. What can I do? What can I do? What's the purpose? If the purpose of is 
discipleship is ministry. Okay, what can I do to help disciple? So in our room, we had an event where it was discipleship. We brought everybody back in the event and we had pre-written discipleship material based upon the theme of that event. And we sat down in a room. 11.30 at night. Let's break out the Word. But that was the purpose. So we created that. Ask. You can ask. What can I do? What can I do? In any atmosphere. Thank you. Your willingness to sit by the kid who's not cool. Uh, those things are going to be more valuable than anything your leader can put on paper and communicate to a parent. Um, so just being there, being, and I know that sounds like the church answer, but genuinely just being that witness and that light in that moment and very intentional with what you do. Like, I'm here and I want you to be here and I want you to feel like this is the greatest day of your life, you know, and just being the person to make somebody else's day better will hold more weight than anything. 100%. 100%. What else? What other kind of questions you got? You're at an event. What are you supposed to do? What aren't you supposed to do? Do 100 in the church van? Probably a no-no. That's probably not a good idea. Okay, so I haven't had this experience yet, but I've heard a lot of stories. So what if an event does go like terribly wrong, everything like falls through, doesn't work out? How do you recover from like a really bad event? Hmm. How do you recover from a really bad event? An event that you planned or an event that you went to that just didn't turn out to be something you liked? No, I'm really new at starting out, and I've just heard, like, horror stories in the past, like, either people not showing up or just things going wrong, including, like, fights, arguments, and stuff. And I'm like, so it's kind of made me a little nervous about even planning events. And so I'm like, well, if this has been some of the situations that's happened in the past, how... Could I use what I've learned today to kind of like go back and maybe fix it or make it better in the future? Yeah. You want to say something to that, Angel? Sure. I would, I'm a big fan of utilizing uh, the leaders that have gone before you and mm-hmm. the ones that you have experience uh, because it doesn't make you look like you don't know what you're doing. It makes you look like a really wise leader. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, you've been to this event before. You have experience in fill in the blank and utilizing other people's strengths in that setting. Um, and then also being completely transparent. And, hey, this is new for all of us, so if you have any ideas or if I'm missing anything, can you let me know? Because that instantly creates a team environment where it's not all on you to make sure that something's a success. So really just welcoming other people and other ideas will be a huge weight lifted off of you, and then it also instantly gives those people value to speak into this event with you because then they own it too. And during an event, something goes bad, teaching moment failure is a part of life but be vulnerable enough as, as the leader to say let's have a teaching moment I do that with my kids all the time teaching moment what can we learn from this teaching moments what are we going to learn we were on a, uh, a vacation trip uh, not too long ago for my daughter she was part of a uh, make a wish trip and so she wanted to go to Disney and so we went to Disney and um, while we were there this lady was actually complaining that my daughter, with all her Make-A-Wish pins, I mean, sick, chronically ill, there are no you know, cures for any of her diseases, this lady was complaining that my daughter got to go on the ride first. <laughs> right? 
And it's that, I mean, she's got the VIP passes, huge. I mean, we're all in make and, and she's complaining, well, my, my, this lady is like, well, my mom's in a wheelchair. How come we can't come up here first? She's like, ma'am, this is a special, the park makes these allowances. Well, I just don't think it's fair. Right? My daughter heard this. And so afterwards, we get off the ride, and my wife wasn't on the ride because my little daughter, she's vertically challenged, so she couldn't go on the ride. And so we get off, and she's like, Mom, you're never going to believe this lady. This, and of course, who comes around the corner? This lady, right? So Mama Bear, so Angel just jacks this lady straight in the face, knocks her out in the middle. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to Right? So we're walking, and it's probably about 10 minutes later, and I say, you know what, girls? It's a teaching moment. That lady was rude. Totally unacceptable. Unacceptable. What should we do? Hunt her down? Like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. No, that's not what we're going to do. In the middle of Universal Orlando, we stopped with hundreds of people around us, and I led our family in prayer. Right there in the moment. I said, God, I don't know what that lady is experiencing, but she seems as if she's far from you. And maybe she's broken. Maybe she's hurting. And she needs your spirit to be alive in her today. We pray that you would saturate her with your love and your grace and be with her. And Jesus, and then my kids were like, I'm glad you prayed and not me. <laughs> but what I do, I use a teaching moment. It was a terrible moment. I could have went and told that lady my two cents, which is what I wanted to do in my flesh. You know, think flesh, spirit. But in my spirit, I said, I can't do that. I need to model for my children what the course that needs to be set here. And so that's what I did, even though it's so hard, right? Not to... So you've got to be intentional, but use those as teaching moments. Teach them. That failed. What are we going to learn from that? There's got to be something good, right? Pull out the good. Pull out the good. Because even if the disaster, there's still something good that happened. You know what? We're just all here together. Group hug. Do something. Teaching moments. That's all really good stuff. Yeah, don't let the past stop your future. What we've, we've gone to this event is never... Try it again. Try it again. It's okay. Set a new course. Set a new course. Like, well, maybe that's what we did last time, but this is, we're, we're going to do this this time. And if that fails, next time we're going to do this. Just be intentional with it. Be very intentional. Good stuff. All right. Everybody hungry? It's about that time. About five minutes early, so I'm going to get you guys out of here. Thank you for coming today. Don't forget, hashtag OH Synergy 2016.